0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and I have, well, two-time guests. We have Jay Chan on the line, and it is a Friday. Happy Friday, everyone. It's kind of an emergency pod. I know that Bill Simmons, I know the ringer, like, in terms of, like, sensitivity to time, but we are here for an instant reaction to what went down this morning, which involves your San Francisco 49ers in the NFC West trading from the 12th overall pick, to the third overall pick with the Dolphins. Um, Jay chan are you there?
1: I am here. Back-to-back guest. It's, uh feels good.
0: This is uh, – I'm, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't planning to have you on uh, two times in, in the same week. But at the same time, I wasn't planning to have the Niners trade, not only this year's first rounder, which is the 12th overall, but – Uh, next year's first rounder in 2022 and then next year's first rounder in 2023 and a 2022 third round pick, which was a comp pick uh, from Robert Sala. Um, Yeah, just a lot to unfold. And while I'm still on the subject of transactions, the Dolphins trade from three all the way to 12 with the Niners. And then they parlayed that trading with the Eagles to move back up from the 12th pick to the 6th pick, um, where Miami gets the 6th pick, they get the 152nd pick, and in exchange, the Eagles get the 12th pick, which was originally the Niners, they get the 123rd pick in this year's draft, and they get a 22 um, first rounder. Are you still with me? That was a lot to take in.
1: I am. You know, I wonder if during these moments, all all three teams are in the trade together, like how that works necessarily, because... um, it seems like they all had an idea what they wanted, and then it happened, and then immediately after, the Eagles thing happened. Um, so I wonder how close closely knit those conversations are.
0: Yeah, and all the while, may I remind you, so the Jacksonville Jaguars, they had the first overall pick, but former Niners defensive coordinator Robert Sella is now the head coach for the Jets, and they have the second overall pick. And so you have the Jets at number two, the Niners aggressively training up to number three, I don't know if there's some inside trading, but do you think the Niners know what the Jets are going to do? And that's why they know that they can get their guy at number three?
1: I uh, see. See, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be the guy at one. So yeah. you can kind of take that off. So I I was looking at some of the mock drafts earlier, and it seems like there's still a little uncertainty over two, three, four. 3 There could be quarterbacks, probably going to be quarterbacks because – everyone's trading up. You don't really usually trade up this high unless you have like a proven star or something like that, like a like a Charles Woodson type, Calvin Johnson maybe, right?
0: Even then, do you really trade up three first-rounders for a first-round rookie wide receiver? You usually do it for a quarterback, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, so somebody some, – some, these teams know what they want. They see what their guy apparently, whoever that is. And then knowing this, the Niners – did what they did they got rid of they kind of mortgaged the future and on top of that the eagle probably had a sense of who their guy was to be their quarterback um now that wentz is gone and all that stuff so they kind of took that idea and saw what the niners did and maybe were like oh let's let's just jump out of this like um let's just go back <laughs> let's trade back and uh our guy won't be there anymore so whoever that guy is everyone's there's maybe a consensus of who that three pick is.
0: So let's just break this all down. We can go team by team and then we can summarize it. Like, I don't know who won the trade, who what. I mean, you won't know because there's five weeks until the NFL draft actually starts, but um, let's try to break it down as best as we can. And whatever happens after this pod, like it wouldn't surprise me that after we record this pod, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo might get trade. I, I don't know. I'm not saying, but uh, things are always subject to change, especially in the offseason.
1: Um, yeah, so, Steve. Jay Chan,
0: let's just break it down. So, the Niners, once again, they go from 12 to 3. The Jets are at number two. So, we're assuming that Lawrence gets taken down with the top pick. The Jets, they could either go, and it's presumably they're going to get a quarterback. Um, you have Zach Wilson, you have uh, Trey Lance. You have Justin Fields, and then you have the Niners at number three. And apparently the Niners, for the last couple of weeks, they were trying to trade into the top five. They were talking to the Falcons. They were talking to the Dolphins. They were, interestingly enough, from what I understand per Adam Schefter, they talked to every team in the top five outside of the Jets at number two. It seems like the Jets weren't willing to talk, but they felt good enough to make this trade to number three. So, I mean, uh, one, uh, my question to you, J-Chan, is, who's this player that they're looking for? Who Like, you don't just trade up aggressively just to kind of guess what you're going to get at number three. You have a guy in mind. And then the second thing is, I mean, um, was, this, was this worth it? And the third thing, the latter, the most important thing right now going into 2021 is who's going to be the quarterback this upcoming season for the Niners?
1: Yeah, I mean apparently they got their guy or they they know who their guy is enough to to want to give up all those picks uh we talked about the last podcast you know giving up those first early rounders in exchange for um usually it's a player but like this is actually an unproven player so it's a different situation but um you know usually you mortgage that that future for someone who's actually proven already so it's kind of weird that um they're they're doing this at this moment right when a week ago they said this stuff about jimmy g so um i mean jimmy g may be the bridge to the next guy so maybe that's what they're looking for um maybe they see someone in these 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 rookies that uh or they see something in these rookies that uh jimmy g can't give them um one we never really know if it's like it can't be health because no one knows how how someone's going to be like in the NFL. People get hurt all the time. So you can't really like decide on that, but there may be some tools that maybe they have that Jimmy G doesn't have. Maybe it's speed. Maybe it's uh, the arm strength. I I don't, I don't really know to be honest. Um, But you know, hopefully if they do get their guy, their quarterback, which we're assuming it's a quarterback, I'm going to assume it's a
0: quarterback. You don't just, Trade the, the moon for a tackle.
1: That, yeah. yeah, and even even still, if there was someone uh, that's not a quarterback, is that who would it be? I don't know if it, in this draft there's that guy. So um, where, where I was just happy if we got a corner. Now we're gonna go get a quarterback, I guess. So um, apparently, there's a guy with tools out there that Jimmy Jimmy G doesn't have um, that they see as the future. So. I who knows, um, maybe Jimmy G halfway through the season, it doesn't become the starter anymore, and then he gets traded to the Patriots, which is what they wanted all along. So, um, well,
0: elephant in the room, Lawrence goes number one. The mystery is what the Jets do at number two. Um, but who do you think that guy is for the Niners? Is it Trey Lance? Is it Justin Fields? Is it Zach Wilson? Is it the wild card that I'm getting a lot of weird hype on Twitter now, like Michael Silver and a couple other um, NFL pundits, but they're saying that Mac Jones from Alabama might be the guy that Kyle Shanahan is looking for, which is very interesting. Um, who do you think, is, Who who is this guy that they're trading the bank for? Who do you think? Just gut check. It's so early, but I mean, who's their guy, you think?
1: Well, we were talking about, or last podcast, we were talking about the the kid out of BYU. Oh, man, I feel old. I can say the kid now. Zach Wilson, uh, yeah. Zach Wilson.
0: Presumably the second coming of Steve Young, which for Niner fans, would they would be overjoyed to have. Um, but, underside, but, explosive, inside and out, outside the pocket.
1: Uh, the other guy that I I mean, it's really just him and Trey Trey Lance, right? Like Those are the two guys that I've seen. Be but to be true. honest, Justin it's,
0: it's, Fields to Ohio State, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. But right. um to be honest, um, it's kind of it's kind of weird that you would go this route, considering some of these guys like the the football season was weird last year for college football in the past couple of years. Like there's not that many games I feel like that actually meant. A lot in terms of like big crowd environment, stadium, all that stuff. Like, um, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's hard to really say. I...
0: Well, how about this? We're doing a pod, and I, this is a instant reaction sort of pod. So I'm gonna figuratively put the gun to your head, and who's the so who's the guy? No pressure. Uh, but
1: who do you think yeah. is? <laughs> um, Maybe the Zach Wilson guy. I think that you know. Steve Young incarnate maybe that gives people some nostalgia (laughs) okay
0: and I wrote this on Niners web zone earlier this week it's it's funny how this works but um you know Zach Wilson on record he did an interview with uh a reporter and he he mentioned that he thought that the Niners would be a good fit, fit for him he personally sees himself excelling in the Shanahan offense
1: um, what's his, I mean, out of all the quarterbacks, like what is, what are their defining features, I guess?
0: Okay. Like Just
1: mobility, like, arm strength. Like what do they excel at? Because if we can compare that to Jimmy G, like I'm kind of interested in seeing, like, um, you know, what what is it that Shanahan needs in, in his quarterback? All right, let's break it down
0: and I'll, I'll give my, my pick of who I think their guy is. This is just the footnotes. I mean, I'm no NFL scout by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, in terms of the casual fan, which we all kind of are, uh, this is this is the big breakdown. So, Zach Wilson, I won't say he's like Baker Mayfield, but you know, he's undersized, very athletic, um, big arm. He's willing and has the moxie to make plays inside and outside the pockets. He's got some wheels, and honestly. Uh, it just so happens that he goes to the same college as Steve Young, but those are the comparisons. And so you have that. But like I said, he's thanks and large to your Russell Wilsons, your Drew Brees, your Baker Mayfields of the world, Kyler Murray, um, but he's not a tall quarterback like you'd won in in years past. And so that's the thing going for for Zach Wilson. For Trey Lance, he's from, I believe, North Dakota State, the same – College as Carson Wentz, a small school that has been apparently they they're pulling out really good quarterback prospects because uh, he's kind of like a like a Dak Prescott sort of type. You know, he's big, he's mobile, dual threat. He's got a big arm. Uh, the the one caveat for him is you know he's from North Dakota, sm- small, small school. school you got to question the competition.
1: Well, one uh, one, comp, one comp I saw was uh, Steve McNair. That's
0: a good one, too, because Steve McNair, like – Steve McNair, Dak Prescott, like they're able-minded to run, to throw, but they don't look to just necessarily just run out the gate. Let's just say that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're big statured quarterbacks, I meaning that they're, they're hard to bring down, but they're mobile enough uh, to make a play. You know what I'm saying? hmm And then on the other hand, you have Justin Fields, who, you know, I'd like to say he's kind of like in that Dak Prescott. I don't know if it's always easy to say dual threat and say Dak Prescott, but he's kind of like Dak Prescott, too. Um, He is a proven, especially in in the Big Ten, he's a more proven quarterback than Trey Lance, but he has very much the same sort of skill set as Trey Lance. Um, but the one difference for him is he's never lost a game in the big 10. Um, you know, he, he took the starting job at Ohio state. He ran with it and you know, he he's been there on, on the big stage, but you do wonder too. And this is no fault for him, but I don't know. Carlisle Jones, um,
1: uh, Breyer.
0: Terrell Breyer. Terrell Breyer, There you go. They don't have a good track record of good quarterbacks for Ohio state. Uh, oh, shoot. Um, uh, What's his face? Dwayne Dwayne Haskins, the the most recent first-rounder by the Mm -hmm. Washington football team. So they don't necessarily produce good quarterbacks, and that's not fair for me to say that he might not succeed because of his college. But that is kind of a cloud you could make a point for. And then the last quarterback, Alabama Mac Jones, he's like the antithesis of these other quarterbacks. So he has – in comparison to these other quarterbacks, he has no athleticism, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Mac Jones, but, um, he's a pocket quarterback. Um, very similar to Jimmy G actually, which is maybe why Michael Silver is suggesting that they might look at Mac Jones, but he's a pocket quarterback, uh, a guy with the highest floor, they say, meaning that you could put him in right away and he'd be able to start right away. But his ceiling in comparison to like, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields is, is much lower.
1: Mm. Well, sometimes those big quarterbacks that um the the big like the Ohio State, the Alabamas, you know, they benefit off that like five star recruiting offensive line. So, um, you know, they have all the t- all the time in the world for the most part to throw the ball.
0: Yeah, so, I mean Alabama I mean, for the most part, Alabama quarterbacks haven't been highly scouted. But then you might see a run then, because you know Tua, Tua Vesopo, Um he's on the Dolphins right now, He's he, he was doing his thing with Alabama.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's still a verdict still out on that one, I think. But yeah, um, we'll we'll see. But you know that and that's that's kind of the point. We we went through these quarterbacks, and now it's like um, taking a step back and saying, yeah, Jimmy G loves to sit in the pocket. All the quarterbacks that Shanahan has had. They all, for the most part, sit in the pocket. So trading up to go get someone that's more mobile or more willing to take off and run, is that going to be like the new Shanahan? Is he changing his mindset or is it?
0: So um, two thoughts to that then, Jay Chen. The first is he, he recognizes like your Patrick Mahomes, your Deshaun Watsons, your Russell Wilsons in today's NFL is, is – honestly, he's, he's been giving his team headaches, certainly – So he's taking a note. It's a new NFL in that regards. But the second thing is, it's not like he hasn't coached a mobile quarterback. He did coach Robert Griffin uh, his rookie season where he had his best year. So he's done it. (coughs) Is it his preference? Probably not. But we're in 2021. doesn't mean he's necessarily fixated on a certain quarterback, right?
1: Mm -hmm. That's true. Makes sense, right? Um, I just, I just think of the the two Super Bowls he went to, though. Sitting in the pocket, you know, you have Matt Ryan, then you have uh, Jimmy G. So he he needs quick releases. He needs
0: them to be able to be uh, be comfortable with play action, putting your back to the face of the defense, and then taking it off of play action and making a quick read right, right away. That is a definite prerequisite for a Kyle Shanahan offense.
1: Mm-hmm cause they run the ball so much that the play action is just, I mean, we saw the Super Bowl year with the Niners. That's, that was just massive. Um, every single play, like either you hand the ball off play action we give it to Kittle. And it's like, <laughs> right. It's, it's open every time. Right. Right. Um, so, I yeah, I, I, I don't really study the tapes and see like who is better at doing play action, but, um, I guess you a good check, you, if you're going to trade up that high, you probably are going to get the Zach Wilson guy. Right? I'm
0: I'm aiming for Zach Wilson. Yeah. For me personally, I think that, you know, I guess the whole vibe with Steve Young and just the fit, um, I yeah. think Zach Wilson is the guy.
1: I think what's the – you know, I actually think I read an article – I saw a video about Steve Young just talking up Zach Wilson, like he likes him.
0: It's something that both Nieder fans and coaches can grasp towards I meaning. If you're going to trade up to get a guy, get a guy like Wilson, like he he looks the part. Um,
1: and Shanahan could trade, you know, he'll, he'll train him up, like he'll sure. he'll get him up. That offense, though, is, I hear is hard to, to learn because. Really, see that second season with uh, Jimmy G is where it kind of started coming together more. I think so. From what I've read, his the blocking schemes are very complicated, and then um, as a quarterback, having to learn the offense is a little tougher. So, it may take some time.
0: Yeah, so that's a good point. Um, You know, the contingency plan. I mean, honestly, they said Jimmy G's job is safe. But in my opinion, for now, because just like last week, they said that Jimmy was their guy. And then they make this move to straight up with the third overall pick.
1: It's kind of funny. Like, whenever someone asks that or says that, you, like, in the back of your mind are saying, well, the fact that we have to ask this question is, like, (laughs) in itself, (laughs) the answer, right?
0: (laughs) Like, well, I mean, what the fuck, right? Yeah. Things can change. There's five weeks left in the draft. So So like I don't know. Here's
1: here's, here's a question. What happens if uh, the Jets take Zach Wilson?
0: And I'm sure the Niners are thinking this too, unless they're really doing some insider trading, which would be kind of dope, Robert Sella. But um, (laughs) like, do they know something that we don't know? Meaning that, I mean, for for all intents and purposes – uh thereafter the fact adam Scheffler said that the niners were talking to the top five teams all week about trading up and us niner fans us commoners us peons in the media we didn't know about this so maybe there is something kind of lined up for the jets maybe uh maybe there is something we don't know uh which is why the niners were so confident in this trade up
1: um That's that's a bold move. It's definitely a surprise. I didn't think we were even going to do something like that. So that was most surprising. And then on top of that, you see what was leveraged later in the future. And it's like, whoa, you must really have your guy. (laughs) Like, Holy shit. Who says
0: that the Jets have to necessarily take a quarterback too? I mean, they have Sam Darnold. I know that Sam Darnold is kind of like damaged goods from the previous regime, but Mm -hmm. maybe they draft the tackle out of Oregon. I don't know. And then maybe that's what the Niners are so confident. Maybe uh, Robert Zella and Kyle Shanahan had a k- couple of white claws on the Zoom and he was just doing this shit. <laughs> no, NFL, sponsors,
1: gonna... NFL sponsored by Bud Light, though. So, okay. All right. Maybe uh,
0: some uh, yeah. some Bud Lights or some Bud Light seltzers. I've been there on that lately. But, uh, maybe it was just conveyed, like, yeah, who says I'm going to get a, t- a quarterback, dot, dot, dot. And then Shannon's like, ah
1: I know you're not. That, that's, that'd be super cute. Like if they were smashing some – or crushing some claws or something together.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, they were FaceTiming like Kyle Yuschek when he said, Look, we're going to resign you and all that. Maybe they're doing the same thing with Robert.
1: You know, this, this reminds me of – uh you ever watched the movie Draft Day?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's been a while, but yeah.
1: Oh, man. I don't know how they – they made the Cleveland – Browns look cool for like an hour and a half. <laughs> I don't know how they did. That, I mean, they traded
0: down like a million times. You're like, yeah, this is this yeah. is this is the move.
1: So, and I always think of that in the back of my mind, like, oh, they're making some extra chess moves or something. So, well, let's let's play this scenario out. So, let's say the Jets actually take Zach Wilson. Um, the article that I read earlier today was the Eagles wanted to be at the three spot and trade with the Dolphins straight up. And um,
0: so they were both the Niners and the Eagles were presumably competing with with the Dolphin to, to get the rights to the
1: Dolphin. Exactly. Okay. Niners win. Eagles like okay, fuck it, drop back or pull back, and then we'll we'll uh, or not pull back, but let's let's um, uh, swap what the Niners gave you and stuff. So what I'm thinking is uh, just take Zach Wilson. Niners are like, damn it, that's our guy. They trade back with the Eagles or they trade back with someone else and then they have their picks back, essentially.
0: Yeah, I mean, it pretty much means that they were looking at a top five quarterback. They couldn't do it. And then now they're settling on, on Jalen Hurts to, to run with it and take it from there. Huh. Yeah, just, just a lot to take on. Uh, that, that last question, I mean, I don't know. If you're John Lynch or if you're college, Sch- it's super early to say, but um, do, you, do you truly believe that they're going to keep Jimmy G uh, for 2021? Or do you think they're going to inevitably trade him, whether it's the draft by the Patriots midseason?
1: I, I think, yeah, I think the over-under is uh, midseason trade deadline, right? So if they take the Niners take a quarterback, which they probably will, uh, Jimmy G is still the starter, just coaching them up. Like they're not going to drop in a rookie right away. They got to learn from them. I think the only like Russell Wilson did that maybe like didn't did he steal the starting job his first year like halfway through training camp or something?
0: He did. But, he competed. He was competing with Matt Flynn, which is kind of weird to say because Matt Flynn's made a ton of money off the Seahawks, the Raiders, the Packers. Anyways, yeah, that's exactly what happened.
1: <laughs> Back to your point, though, like, Matt Flynn made, like, a shit ton of money off of, like, three games with the Packers, which is hilarious.
0: Another but, tangent. If Nick Mullins had played less games and had looked pretty from what he did a couple of seasons back, he'd probably be the next Matt Flynn, but he got exposed.
1: That's true. But Nick Mullins was also maybe, like, a combined, like, 13 points away from, like, three victories, three extra wins or something like that. I believe it's,
0: it's true. And now Nick um, Mullens, well, I mean, tore Achilles, and he's he's a free agent right now.
1: That's tough. Man, life comes at you fast. Holy shit! I guess, um,
0: and that's just the reality.
1: The cold but you know, I I think um, Jimmy G's the bridge. He's either going to stay halfway through and get traded, or get traded next season. Um, they they need someone to kind of hold the line, I guess, until the draft pick is ready. Whoever they draft.
0: And I read The Athletic earlier before this pod. In terms of like the dollars and cents, can they keep Jimmy and a rookie quarterback? Yes, they can. Um, if they were to draft a quarterback with the third overall pick, that's about, I think, $4 million allocated for that pick. I think that the overall class is, will come out to about like $10-11 million. Um, as of right now, per over the cap, they have about eighteen million dollars of cap space, so they totally could keep Jimmy G. There's no, we must trade him to get under the cap with this move.
1: Um, that, that's something I wasn't even considering. Actually, um, doesn't what, no, what season is what, what contract year is he on?
0: He's got about he's got about three years left on his contract.
1: But it was a team-friendly deal, so they could release him without any like, uh, any cap it or limited cap it or something Very like that.
0: limited. So the way they structured Jimmy G's deal is instead of our previous pod, we are talking about back-ending these deals so you can save money in the, in the present, like what the Rams are doing. But what the Niners did when they signed him to that extension was they realized at the time, like, hey, our team, it's not there yet. And if anything, it, it's a bad team. But we think we have our guard in Jimmy G. So, what we're going to do is front load his deal, meaning that we're going to have the, the cap hits heavy the first couple of years. I think his first year, he, he actually got $30 million uh, that hit the cap. Um, because at the time, they were rebuilding their team. They didn't have to do all these extensions to Kittle or to like, you know, upcoming Bosa or Warner. At the time, they didn't have that many players to uh, really call franchise players. So, they paid him up front. And so on the back end, which is these last three years, if they were to cut him, I don't quote me on this, but I think the dead cap space would be minimal, It's like five million dollars. It's not that bad.
1: Wow, it kind of reminds me of uh, there's that gap year between uh, I think getting LeBron, where they paid or a few years where they, they just, the Lakers are like, all right, well we're going to be terrible anyways. Let's just pay like Luol Dang like thirty million dollars. Oh my like, god!
0: And then they got. Uh, <laughs> Timothy Mozgov, too, that that same offseason. Like yeah, like
1: 60 there. mil for those two guys. It's Is too that, horrible. I, yeah. I never thought about that. That's a pretty good strategy. Like, if you know you're going to be terrible, and just don't fight it. Just, like, kind of, you know, see what you got. Give yourself a chance in the future to get some pieces maybe. but And um, there was a
0: the win for Jimmy at the time, too, because he's like, hey, man, um, I've never gotten this sort of money, and I haven't necessarily proven it, but I want to be the man. And so he got franchise quarterback money. He's just – it's always the devil in the, in the details.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wow. They so they did pretty well, I guess, in this situation. In terms, well, not not in terms of the draft picks. Let's go over that later. But like in terms of this quarterback situation that they're going to have, they have some flexibility, I guess. It seems like.
0: Yeah. So you could you could do it. They can certainly feel. And actually, the more I. The more you kind of narrate that, the more it makes sense that they do keep Jimmy G, that maybe they aren't bluffing like like everyone thinks they are. Um, unless, you know, that statement of saying Jimmy G's our guy is kind of like saying to everyone else, Jimmy G's our guy, but if you give us a really good fucking offer, we're going to take it. Because um, you don't want to necessarily say like, hey, it's a fire sale. We're going to look to trade Jimmy G because then you lose all your leverage, right?
1: But don't they lose leverage by trading up to three? Because now you're like, oh, well, you you don't need Jimmy G. You're just giving it to us because you don't – like the Patriots now can be like, well, I'm going to give you less for Jimmy G now because now you have to get him off your books and you don't really need him anyway. So where's your leverage at?
0: Maybe going back to that point, where they're at with the salary cap, um, they'd be perfectly – if I'm John Lewis, be like, yeah, that's that's one point. But if we don't make this deal, maybe we can talk come midseason. But I'm willing to – Stick with Jimmy G for now.
1: I guess name of the game is have assets, right? I mean, who's to say like maybe the Niners are doing some crazy Jedi shit and they're like looking at the board, knowing other people want to trade up, and maybe they maybe they're just doing this to to game it so that they can acquire more picks. I don't know if that's really the case, but that's it's an interesting thought if we're gonna speculate. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. I mean. For the record too, uh, can we both agree that this is the biggest trade in the Kyle Shanahan John Lynch era? Um, the biggest the riskiest thing that they've ever done.
1: The risky, yeah, yeah, riskiest. I'd right. I mean, that.
0: you could you could you could fuck around and be like Solomon Thomas and Reuben Foster, they they were big risks and they fucked up, but this is this has future implications like no other. Like this is their legacy right now. Presumably, this is going to be Kyle Shanahan's very 1st hand head-picked quarterback. In the first round, it's easier. Better he was third round. That doesn't really count.
1: Yeah, let's uh, let's think about it this way too, though. Like, how many years do they have left on their deals? That they're, they're together for like they they signed for five or six or something like that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, when you get this, your handpicked guy. This is your guy that you're gonna roll with for the next five, six years.
1: Well no, no, no! I'm saying like when Kyle Shanahan signed for the Niners, his deal was was for like five or six years, right?
0: Yeah, and, uh, both him and Lynch got an extension uh, last off season.
1: Oh, they did. How many years was
0: it? I think they extended him another them another three. I don't know how many. I don't know all the. Uh, details, okay. They gave him like another three years or some shit like
1: that. Okay, because you know? I was gonna. Uh, so now a total of like nine, ten years, about eight, eight, nine, or something. Like some
0: that. shit like that. Like, yeah, I mean they they're not under the gun in terms of like, oh, are they gonna still stay? No, they gave Jed York gave them confidence now.
1: Okay. Because I was going to say, like, um, maybe this is their last hurrah. They're, if they got two years left in the deal, then they're just like, fuck it. Let's just go get a, get a guy that we think is going to be good. And hopefully he's he's great enough for us to continue in the future. And if not, then we're out in two years anyway. So what does it matter? But I guess they got extended. So
0: I'm on the other side of the coin just saying, because we have this much time, I can get my guy and I'm going to roll with this guy uh, for the next five, six years. And I have time yeah to play with this roster because i have five six years
1: yeah well knowing that now i didn't know that they got extended so and, and, I mean,
0: and here's the thing too like uh, this is having all the they're looking right at the case study with the the nfc west division because <laughs> russell wilson won all those accolades they won a super bowl because they rode on his rookie year contract and they got all those defensive guys for the legion to boom uh the Cardinals are currently doing that right now with Kyler Murray. They they drafted two back-to-back quarterbacks in the first round, Rosen and Murray. They finally hit on Murray. And then, you know, now they're they're playing on house money with, with the rookie quarterback scale. And then, um, yeah, I mean, then you have the Rams, not necessarily on the rookie quarterback thing, but they did it earlier on with Jared Goff. Didn't work out. And then now they're doubling down with that uh, and getting a proven guy, trading three first-round picks, ironically. Um actually two first-round picks, to get Matthew Stafford. So you can see that all the NFC West teams are being very aggressive to get their quarterback.
1: That's, like, so interesting because the the athlete on the rookie deal – I'm sorry, the the very good athlete on the rookie deal is one of the most valuable assets in sports.
0: I mean, the hardest thing is you've got to pick the right guy, but if you do, I mean, oh, my God, right?
1: It wasn't that – so, like uh, – Before Dak signed his uh, extension, that was his big – that's why the teams wanted him, right? Because he was on his rookie deal still.
0: Yeah, the only thing that was hard for them is – so another reason why teams trade up in the first round to get a quarterback in the first round is because they have that elusive fifth-year option, okay? So Mm -hmm. you retain him for four years with that fifth-year option. So you have him for at least the first five years – um, but for other kind of like the NBA with second round picks, um, they only have, I think it's like three to four years, depending on where you're drafted at. So you can only retain them. So if, if he's an in instant hits and Dak Prescott to his benefit, he was an in instant hits. So he got paid sooner than later. Cause he was so good. Kind of like, um, I think, uh, uh, Wesley Matthews er- earlier on in his career, he was a second round pick and then he went to another team earlier on because he was able to, you know, mm-hmm. that's the analogy. You want to, you want to, if you, if that's your guy, you want to retain his rights longer on a rookie salary deal, and you want to push back that second year deal.
1: Yeah, and to your point, it allows you to have cap space for other parts of your team. So right. I have f-
0: presumably five years on house money to upgrade every other aspect of this roster before I have to pay you. Mm-hmm. That's what the Rams did with Jared Goff. The only thing is, they didn't draft the right guy.
1: And you never really know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. That's the scary part. So You don't
0: know. I mean, and that's why, um, I mean, like, the Chiefs and – well, now they paid him. But the Chiefs and Watson, like, now that you got your guy, then it's, it's a good problem to have now.
1: It kind of makes me wonder, like, um, how, how much was Stafford really in play for the Niners?
0: You know, after the fact, they said, like, John Lynch wasn't really talking about it. <laughs> it's all <laughs> – this whole media speculation is just—it's just a bunch of poker. You—I know, don't know. I don't know.
1: No right? one knows. No one knows. No one knows until like ten years later when they're on thirty for thirty and they actually tell you like what what they're doing and what they're thinking. I mean, hindsight's a motherfucker, right?
0: Just like, well, had we known this, then we would have done that, or I definitely wouldn't have got that. But no one knows. No one knows. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: this is very—it's exciting in the sense where it's—it's it's so new as a Niner fan, cause this hasn't happened in a long time. So, um, that's, what's kind of exciting. It's not exciting to be anxious to what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> so as a Niner fan, are you excited? <clears throat> oh, screeching my voice. Are you excited? Are you scared? Are you off? Opt- I mean, what, what's our emotion? What's your initial gut check reaction? Cause we're doing this pod the same day. I want an instant reaction from you.
1: Um, you know, I was fine with with what we had. I didn't think we needed to do this, but um, when you do a such a bold move like this and give up what you did to, to get what you wanted, you, it makes me feel like they're pretty sure about what they want. So in that sense, I, I feel okay with it. But at the same time, you know, um, I was happy to see our team be healthy and play together because that's ultimately like what, what we were missing last year. So it's hard to really gauge last year when no one played. (laughs) So um, I'm more anxious now, if anything.
0: I think it's a good time to be a Niner fan right now. I think it's a time where you have a very win-now sort of roster. As to who the quarterback is going to be at the number three pick, I don't know, but you got to like the idea of building around a franchise quarterback and Fred Warner and Nick Bosa and George Kittle and Debo Samuel all in their prime years. So contingent upon getting the right quarterback, but depending on how you view Jimmy G, I am very, very intrigued. This is a good time to be a Diner fan. If you're on the opposition uh, Seahawks fan Cardinal fan Ram I mean how do you view this from the outside and what what you're in LA right now what, what are they saying like oh my god like they overpaid or, like, or oh shit they're really good fuck it up I, what's what's people saying over there
1: I, mean, I feel like LA fans just give it they don't really care about other shit except the Rams <laughs> so if it doesn't directly affect them they're like whatever it's fine. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Stay in your lane then, homie, right?
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're just happy that that fuck Jared Goff isn't on their team anymore. Quote, quote, that fuck Jared Goff is uh, not on our team anymore. But, All right. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think that uh, it's – we got to see on Draft Day what happens. Like, yeah. I, I really can't tell the future. Uh, apparently, the Niners can, but I can't. So um, – Whatever happens, I'm gonna roll with it. What am I gonna okay. do? Okay.
0: I'm excited. It seems like you're optimistic. And I just that's all I really wanted, at least for the sake of this pod, just the initial reactions and just to catch a vibe. Because I mean I,
1: I, I'm optimistic yeah. in that they seem so confident in that what they're gonna do. So you know, when someone does something confidently, you're just like, Oh well, wow, okay, I'll roll with that. Seems seems legit.
0: You don't trade three first-round picks just second-guess yourself. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conversely, I mean, shoot, let's look at the hall for the Dolphins because the Dolphins, like, you know, they traded Laramie Tunsil. They've done a, a bunch of moves to get into where they are right now. But I mean, if you look at the Dolphins, I mean, shoot,
1: Play, playoff Dolphins as well. Not not just, <laughs> yeah. not just the Dolphins anymore.
0: The Dolphins get the number six pick, number one fifty six this year's draft. Uh, from the Niners, twenty twenty two, they get their first rounder, their third rounder, and in twenty twenty three, they get a they get a first rounder. I mean, yeah, they they have a lot of picks the, the next three years.
1: Um, I mean, they did a great thing in that they saw that they have their guy already. Um, the top five arguably could all be quarterbacks, um, and they're like, well, if we just drop three back, like. That seems pretty good to us we acquire some assets on top of that so um, it was a
0: good poker face by them too because there were rumors that they weren't necessarily after like one year they were already looking for another quarterback after drafting tua out of alabama
1: yeah which is kind of weird i i was hearing that too and i was like that's weren't you guys just all about this dude last year like what happened like, like last funny, year right? he could do no wrong and now all of a sudden he's like i don't know he's the guy anymore
0: goes back to the point, like, it's a good poker face. There was all that speculation, but they're like, no, he's our guy. We got hella picks now.
1: Yeah, and at the same time, like, good timing in that there just happens to be, like, four or five quarterbacks in this draft that could go one through five legitimately, right?
0: Right. I mean, there's been other draft classes where you might have one, two, if maybe three good quarterbacks, but you have, like, potentially five that can go in the first round. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's a good time to negotiate.
1: <sighs> that, is... being said, that, that being said though, how many times has a first round quarterback won the Super Bowl? In the past ten years, it's it's definitely not more than like how many however many Brady won. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, I mean, because Brady's been in like nine Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes, that's one. Uh I'm trying kind of drawing a blink. Beth who was a first rounder. Uh Matt Ryan lost. Yeah, it's been very Tom Brady dom- dominated. Uh
1: like Aaron they're they are they're good. Like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers he, won. He won one. Like they're good, but Brady's what 13th round or whatever the fuck? Like he like it, it's it's weird. Like I I don't think. The first rounders are always the answer, but who knows? They're the ones with the most potential, let's put it that way.
0: The most potential, and going back to my point, the reason why you like to have a first-round quarterback is because you get that five-year retainment. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you like the idea of hitting on your first-round pick, let's just say that, because if it does go well, I mean, you can spend freely and – upgrade the roster kind of like the Seahawks did and you take it from there but I don't know man this is uh this is very exciting for the NFC West this is very exciting as a Niners fan we're pretty much I'm pretty much good on my initial thoughts on the Niners uh the Dolphins the Eagles this three-way trade presumably that landed upon us on, on this Friday afternoon uh I mean just shoot I, I I can't believe this happened I did not see this coming
1: we, uh, we didn't talk much about the Eagles, but, you know, whatever. It's fine. Well,
0: <laughs> we can go real quick. So the Eagles, they go from 6 to 12. That pretty much is – and they still could get a, a quarterback in the first round. Don't get me wrong because there's a lot of quarterbacks. But is it fair to say that they're going to roll with Jalen Hurts?
1: I mean, it seems like it. it seems like they didn't want to, but they saw that they couldn't get three. So they traded back and said, let's roll with it. Let's go get somebody else instead.
0: That's what I'm thinking, too. Uh, they could certainly get a wide receiver. They can get a cornerback. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of good. There's like a good amount of prospects outside of the quarterback position. So hmm. very
1: interesting. Yeah. All right. What uh? What what's your? Have you come down from the excitement now? Or are you? How are you feeling now versus like thirty minutes ago? <laughs> you <sighs> Talked it out at all, or how how do you feel?
0: I feel like I still need to talk it out with with homies. I still feel like I need to like digest some ESPN Athletic. I need to check on Twitter. I need to get all the takes because this is just my thing. I, I'm I like it. I feel alive right now as a Niners fan. Uh, but kind of scared, too. There's there's some rumors that they might draft Mac Jones after all this, and I'd be very upset if they did. Um, but I don't know. We have five weeks to digest this, and who's to say that the Niners are done? Who's to say that the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals are done? They can make some moves as well, and that's why I like covering this, this division, because it is just super exciting.
1: I, I can't blame I mean, it. Yeah, like you said, who knows? Like, draft day two. Like, last year, they traded up and got... Uh, two first rounders, right? Yeah. They got, they got IU, uh, at 30, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Late first round this year, right now they had nine draft picks. And because of this, they have, well, they still do have nine. Dra- they still do have nine draft picks. Actually. They didn't trade their third rounder that they traded is next year's third rounder. So they still have nine draft picks, which is crazy. They, they still could make some moves right now.
1: And like we said, the last podcast, go listen to it, everybody. Uh, the third, fourth round, that's where you get your your glue guys right you get your like uh, your, your your depth. Yeah
0: notably three fifth round picks this year three fifth rounders. So all right Jay well, hey, Sha I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being on the pod and to our listeners continue to check out the pod whether it's on Spotify or iTunes. social media it's gonna be at just the West for Instagram, at just the West for Twitter. And, of course, the blog, www.justthewest.com. Till next time, J-Chan, hopefully we do another emergency pod. I don't know. We out here.
1: Right on. Later, man.
0: Peace.